Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is uh, episode number 42, I think it is. Um, I should probably check these numbers before I start recording. But anyways, I think it's 42. And today I'm going to be talking about safety traveling abroad. And when I talk about safety, I'm going to be talking about um, I'll talk a little bit about like physical safety and then, but more I'll be talking about like scams and things to look out for kind of for not losing your property or your money or whatever, um, scams basically. Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I don't really have a number one tip for this podcast. Um, uh, maybe I'll think of something as I talk about these things that I've seen over the last 15 years. Um, as far as, you know, things to look out for to be safe and all that. Um, so, but I'll, if I, like I said, if I do think of something, then I'll point it out and just make sure, and then maybe I'll, I'll put it back in at the beginning of this podcast. Cause I'm not going to make people sit through the whole podcast to listen to my best piece of advice. Like I'm supposed to, like every podcast says you should do, but, um, oh well. Anyways. So, um, first of all, I wanted to say that. Um, I was looking at whenever you Google safety and traveling right now, all you're going to come up with is COVID numbers and the coronavirus and all that. And I thought what was interesting is that I talked about this, uh, I think two weeks ago, maybe in one of the podcasts, I can't remember which one it was, but I was talking about how safe it is to fly on airplanes um, with respect to COVID. And I came across this article in the it's called the iata.org website and basically they said that there's only been 44 cases of covid out of 1.2 billion people flying from january to july um again i don't know what the i don't know how accurate that is i don't know what the the organization is um but I, but it is on this iata.iata.org website, and it they're just trying to basically back up all the talk that the planes themselves are super safe with respect to COVID. So, anyways, so that's what the safety they're talking about. But I'm talking about just like physical safety and scams when you're traveling. And so, first thing I want to do is I wanted to point out that. The world is remarkably safe. And when you turn on the news and you turn on the radio and things like that, and you hear um, news accounts and all that, you're hearing the worst stories um, that are possible. And just understand that that is the worst. And when you do travel, um, the world is safe. Everybody's nice. Everybody will help you out. Um, And it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you get along with people in the States and in the U.S. in your regular life here, you're going to get along with people overseas. Um, There's just, it's, you know, it's kind of like the the world is your mirror, basically. I think I've said that before. Uh, People treat you like you come off, kind of how you're you're just your vibe is, whatever, um, when you're traveling. And and that's how it is. Um, If you're nice, people will be nice back to you, period. Um, and so that's one thing you need to know. The world is not scary like they say on the news and all that. Um, and if you go onto like the state department website, I think they have the travel advisory advisories for every country. Um, and and I do every now and then, but not, not all the time before I travel. 
but they, the State Department's putting out the warnings in the travel advisories um, for like the not the worst possible scenario, but they want to be, I guess, overprotective than anything. And so they'll tell you, you know, so and so is a dangerous place to go and to be careful and all that. And it's really not. I remember when I went to Ukraine um, a couple years ago, I went on the the department website, the State Department website, and they said that Ukraine was having protests and hostilities and all that. And this was in 2018, and uh, I knew that the the uh, Maidan protest and all the uh, the uprise uprising back in Ukraine was back in like 2013, maybe 2014. Uh, so I was like four years before, and the U.S. State Department was still saying um, there's still, you know, protests and things like that. So you take that for what it's worth. Obviously, you don't ignore it, um, but at the same time, understand that they're 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 being overly cautious, which which is probably good. Um, and also, you need to understand that the in 2020, everything's on the internet. And so you can go on forums, you can go on people's blogs, you can go to YouTube, you can get all the information on what places are like on the ground as far as the crime rate, as far as how they treat tourists, as far as, you know, all that stuff. You can find all that stuff, you know, with just a click of a mouse. And so you have that, so you don't have to rely on the U.S. State Department, or you don't rely on even TripAdvisor or anything like that. I mean, just go to somebody's local blog or just go to some traveler's blog and uh, and see what they have to say. And that's what I did. Um, and that's and I'll get into that a little bit later when I start talking about scams and how the internet has made everything more. Everybody has the same information basically, and it's you know, in people. Don't, I guess people don't understand that everybody has the internet, and they don't understand that people, you know, they have forums and travelers go to, you know, different travel forums on the internet and exchange, you know, stories and ideas and safety precautions and all that. And so everybody kind of knows what's going on um, when they go somewhere. So, anyways, but I'll talk into that when I'm talking about about uh, scams uh, here in a second. Um, and obviously I would say though, I mean, without a doubt, um, I make sure that I don't go anywhere where there's like an active war zone, obviously. Um, I do want to go to Kharkiv, Ukraine, which is in the Eastern part of Ukraine. And I know that further East, they're still fighting in, uh, I think it's called Donetsk. I think it is out there. And I don't think that's close to Ukraine. I mean, I know, I mean, I don't think it's close to Kharkiv, but it's, pretty close but i'll check obviously before i go but if it's 40 miles away then i'll be fine um so anyways but yeah so don't go to like active war zones obviously and also when you're overseas if for some reason you there's a protest um especially a political protest i mean you don't want to go you don't want to get involved in it. You don't want to get go down there to the protest with your selfie stick and your phone and start trying to film the protest in Minsk, Belarus or something and then, you know, get arrested by the police or something. So you, I just stay away from that type of stuff. Um, and th- that, but again, I guess that's common sense. Um, so th- those are the two things that I just make sure that when I'm traveling, I'm aware of whether or not there's any type of political upheaval or um, war zones. And so those are the things that 
like I said, I, I worry about um, partly because I don't really worry about, I mean, no, I'm not going to say I don't worry about, but I don't really worry about my physical safety. Um, I'm a six foot two black guy. I mean, uh, you know, uh, usually when I'm walking down the street, um, people are not going to bother me. Um, I don't go in. Well, there's two schools of thought. Two schools of thought. Um, some people say when you go overseas, you should try to blend in and try to act like a local um, or they, because if you do that, you're not going to make yourself a target for pickpocketers or muggings and things like that. Um, but the way I've seen it, the way I see it, uh, I'm not going to ever blend in anywhere that I go and I don't want to blend in anywhere I go. And so I don't try to, I don't try to walk around like, you know, I don't want anybody to mess with me or anything like that. In fact, if anything, I lean more towards the lost tourist so that I can get help from pretty girls and all that stuff. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But, but again, people will help you when you, when you ask for help. And if you're clearly not from there, people go out of their way to help you. And it, and that's a hundred percent accurate. And that's what I've seen in 15 years of, of traveling. And so, so again, I don't really worry about my physical safety. I mean, I've, Walked home. I walked to my hotel at three o'clock in the morning from um, Arena City in Kiev, Ukraine. For, you know, it was about a two mile walk from Arena City back to my hotel. Um, I walked through the Moulin Rouge red light district of Paris by myself. Um, so again, it's not you know, and again, nothing happened, obviously. Um, so what what that with that said, though, I will give the caveat that. I only go to like major cities. I'm not out in the countryside in Russia anywhere, um, you know, taking pictures or anything. I'm in the middle of the biggest cities and I'm staying usually in the middle of the, you know, the biggest town square and all that stuff. So um, I'm not talking about going, I'm not talking about anything else besides that. So, you know, when you're in the middle of the city, you're going to be safe. Um, you're going to be physically safe. And that's what I'm talking about here. Just your physical safety. Again, um, I think I talked about this way before that I thought that women wouldn't, tra- girls wouldn't travel by themselves because they were worried about their physical safety. But like I've said before, I was completely wrong in that 90% of the women who travel the world by themselves, I mean, 90% of the people who travel by themselves are women. And girls travel everywhere by themselves. And there's obviously not. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they're worried for the physical safety, but not enough to stop them from doing almost everything and anything um, by themselves from, from what I've seen. So, um, again, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, you have to have common sense and obviously you have to be safe, but it's the world, again, is really, really safe. Um, as far as, but on the flip side, though, I think one of the things that guys have to worry about um, especially when it comes to, like meeting girls and things like that. One of the things you do when you find out real quickly is when girls are too nice to you, that's when you need to worry. Um, and so there's usually something wrong. Either she's a prostitute or if they, they want, or a semi prostitute or whatever, um, they want something from you in the form of your foreign money. And so, you know, you have to be aware of that. And, you know, you don't want to meet some girl on the streets of, I don't know, Poland or whatever, who tries to take you into a restaurant of her own choosing 
um, because you're going to pay a lot of money and she's probably going to give the restaurant some money and they probably have an arrangement between the two. Um, I didn't, I, I don't, I'm not going to accuse, you know, people of trying to do that when I was in Krakow, Poland, but there was a lot of girls who basically, you know, would come up to you, start talking to you and ask you if you wanted to go to the restaurant right, you know, right across the street or whatever. And obviously I, and obviously I said no, because I knew about all this stuff before going. I mean, again, there's travel forums all over the internet. There's guys who go to these places, they come back, they write about it. And so, you know, everything going in. And similarly, um, if you do meet a girl like at the mall or the coffee shop or something like that during the day, you guys exchange numbers or Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever. If you arrange to meet that night and she shows up, but she, if she shows up with a friend or somebody else with another girlfriend or whatever, um, that's a no go also. Um, you're not going to, she's not bringing a friend to have a threesome. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's just a scam. And they're going to take you to, again, to another um, ex- expensive restaurant. And um, you're going to have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, again, that's never happened to me, but that's happened twice where girls have showed up with their friends. And I just turned around, went back into my hotel, texted the girls, said, look, I told you I want to take you out, not you and your friend. And that was that. Um, but again, it's the same reason. I knew kind of all that stuff going into it. Because um, again, if I didn't know, maybe I would have went and, you know, been naive. So that's one thing. If you're a guy, obviously, that's one thing you have to worry about. Um, as far as everybody, guys and girls both, um, when you... When you see somebody, if you see something out of the ordinary on the street, um, use your sixth sense, basically. One of the things, like in Kiev, what they do is they like to put uh, monkey, I think it was monkeys, maybe it was like birds or something, like on your shoulders or whatever, and they would want to, you know, say, take a picture of you, I guess, with a monkey on your shoulder, something like that. But anyways, um, and then, you know, they charge you money for it, obviously, but you, uh, but again, it's a, it's. I don't know if it's a scam, but it's it's what they all try to do. And so, if you don't want to, just don't let them give you anything. Don't let them put anything on you. Um, don't do anything. Also, another scam in Kiev, anyway, and I assume this is everywhere else too. Is whenever you see somebody drop money, don't try to pick it up and give it back to them like you would here in the states. Um, I remember one time I was in Vegas and some girl dropped about $500, a wad of $100 bills. And I picked it up and tapped her on the shoulder and gave it back to her because um, that's just karma. But um, but don't ever do that overseas, though, because what will happen is you, you in that same scenario, you'll pick up the money, give it back to the person, and the person will say that they had more money and you're only giving them back you know, half of it or whatever, and they'll bring a cop over who is in on the scheme or whatever, and they'll basically say that you took half that money or whatever it was. So it's a scam that everybody talks about on the internet. It's never happened to me personally, um, but I've had people drop things around me that I completely ignored, and so that's you know that's one thing to be on the lookout for. Another thing is um, don't let anybody give you anything either, like a bracelet or a necklace or anything like that. Um, I don't know if it's, well, I don't know if it's just one of the things where if you get something, there's that reciprocity or whatever, so then you feel obligated to give them money or whatever, or if they're using it as almost like a homing beacon or whatever, where they can follow you or something and follow you around town. Cause 
I had people try to stop me um, in some cities, and I'd say, no, I'm not, you know, I don't have any money, or I'm not interested, or whatever, and next thing I know, like five miles later, they'll show up, they'll appear again, and it's kind of like, well, that, that's kind of weird, and then they'll say something to me, too, and so, again, you know, don't ever take anything from anybody, um, just like on the street or whatever like that, because that's a scam, too. Um, I will say this, and maybe people who are listening to this are better than me, but I have never been into a, in a taxi anywhere overseas and not got screwed in a, from the taxi fare. Um, they'll tell you it's one thing when you get in the taxi, and then when you get out, they say it's another price. Um, I, don't, I don't take taxis usually unless I land somewhere in some city at 3 o'clock in the morning and there's nothing else. There's no metro, bus, train, nothing like that um, running. But in the last resort, if I need to take a taxi, um, I, I've always gotten screwed on the taxi fare. Um, and I don't mean, like I said, it's nothing to break the bank, but it's still, you feel, you know, you feel dumb because um, you know if you were local, um, it would be, you know, 25% of the price that they charge you as a foreigner. So that's another thing that, you know, you can, you can try to be on the lookout for, on the lookout for when you're traveling. But um, the taxi thing is, like I said, that's just that's just uh, that's just that's just going to happen. It's always happened to me. I mean, I guess you can go down the line and go to each taxi, but there's nothing you can do once you're you have all your stuff and you're getting out of the taxi. You know, there's really nothing you're doing. You're in a foreign country. I mean, I mean, I guess that people can try to call somebody, but I don't know. But anyways, so yeah, so now that I'm thinking about it, I will give you the number one tip. That for this uh, episode that I just thought of, um, it, when you're researching places to go, if you look at any of the statistics on what is the most dangerous thing for tourists, it's not disease, it's not uh, murder, it's not, um, I don't know what else could, it's not terrorism. Um, the number one danger for tourists around the world is car accidents. And that's so, I mean, just in, and I can see how that happens. I mean, <clears throat> you, I mean, if you're in taxis and you're going somewhere, whatever, um, the number one killer of tourists is car accidents. And so, I mean, so again, you don't have to worry about terrorism. You don't have to worry about anything like that, you know, because the chances of that happening are so small. Um, but the chances of a car accident is more, I guess. Um, It kind of reminds me of a, when I was in uh, Switzerland and we were taking a bus up through the Swiss Alps and we're going up over these like mountains, whatever. And we're, I don't know how many thousands of feet in the air and there's like cliffs on the sides and stuff. And you're just like, wow, this is, you know, what could happen if the driver goes off into the side of the, off the side of the ravine or whatever. And I remember we get to a rest stop and the driver of the bus has like a flask and he's like drinking out of the flask, whatever. And now I don't know if there was alcohol in the flask, but it was a little disconcerting. And so it's one of those things where like, well, if he is drinking, then he was driving pretty good back then. So I hope he keeps drinking or whatever, because um, the, the winding road was pretty scary. And so, yeah, so I can see how, you know, vans tumble down the mountain and all that stuff, whatever, and a bunch of American tourists um, pass away or whatever, but I, I mean, that's just, you know, that, that's just statistics. So anyways, that's my number one tip right there. If you're going to be worried about anything, be worried about the taxi driver doing a hundred miles per hour on the streets. 
Um, so that's my, that's all I have to say basically about, um, safety issues. I mean, I, I think this episode was kind of all over the place. Um, but I, I think you can break it down into your physical safety, which is not really at issue as long as you use some common sense. And then your, your, the scam part of it, whether or not, you know, you're going to fall for scams. Um, that what I can say in my advice is that <clears throat> there's everything you want to know is on the internet and you can tell the people, you do, I mean, if you're a guy, you can just tell the girls when you arrive somewhere, say, Hey, look, don't you think that I know all these scams or whatever that you're trying to pull or whatever? Um, again, if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't know. And I'd just be the naive, you know, American or whatever. But Again, all this information is there, so nobody's coming in it with eyes their eyes closed. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, again, thank you for listening. If you would, please uh, subscribe to my podcast, uh, Solo Travel with Darren on the Apple, I guess it's Apple Podcast, what it's called now. Um, and if you have any questions, email me at darren at solomailtravel.com. And check out my new website, which is solomailtravel.com. And I think that's it. So um, I will talk to you next Thursday. Thank you. Bye.